From Capital Analytics, I'm Abby Malone, and this is Invest Insights. Every week, we bring you perspectives, business advice, and more from the leading executives, entrepreneurs, and investors who are building, diversifying, and leading the way in the country's fastest-growing metro markets. Real leaders, real insights, right now. Welcome to Invest Insights. I'm Abby Malone. I'm joined today by Janet Miller, the CEO and market leader for Colliers International Nashville. Janet, thank you so much for joining me. Of course, it's fun to be here. So we're going to be looking at how the business world, real estate has been shaped forever by COVID-19 and the pandemic. But before we look at those new norms in the business world, I want to ask you, what are some new norms in your personal life that you might have started due to the pandemic that you see yourself continuing into this post-pandemic climate we find ourselves in? So the uh, my answer to that would be, I took up swimming at the uh-huh. age of 58 years old. Congratulations. I haven't had a swim lesson since I was in the third grade, but I'm taking swimming lessons and it's restorative and I'm going to keep doing it pandemic or no pandemic. Fabulous. Nationwide, the industrial sector has been performing exceptionally well during the pandemic, buoyed by the rising demand for e-commerce and warehousing space. Additionally, specialized assets such as labs, cold storage, data centers, and medical offices are equally driving the success of the industrial sector. How do you foresee the local industrial market continuing to evolve in this current cycle? And how can this rapid growth in industrial remain sustainable for the foreseeable future? So my answer to that is really around consumer behavior, because we saw consumer behavior change dramatically during COVID. So if you look at the online sales piece of the whole market, prior to COVID, only 11% of retail purchases were done online. Post-pandemic, it's up at about 25%. So if you think about it, that is the demand side that's driving this equation. And you've got to have big logistics centers to meet all of that demand and people want things quickly. So to me, that horse left the barn. We're not going back. So that's the driver. And then on the supply side, you just in Nashville can't find enough flat land to build these million square foot boxes. So you've got huge demand, constrained supply. Those two fundamentals, in my view, aren't going to change. So we foresee this is a long-term trend rather than a blip. There's still over 2 million square feet of sublease office space available in the Nashville market due to the work from home environment uh, implemented by the pandemic. While there is a gradual return to the office that we're seeing right now, to what extent do you believe that the concepts of office hoteling could be long-term solutions to help fill and occupy some of the excess office space that you see currently in the market? So um, hoteling is a really interesting concept because every company in America is thinking about, gosh, can I save money by downsizing? The most recent Collier's research shows 85% of the companies are going to a hybrid model, right? So one day a week, five day a week, you know, four day a week, but it's going to be hybrid. Hoteling is a different thing though, because hoteling means you're going to give up your space and park anywhere in the office. And many, many corporations, it's all about retaining talent right now. And people like their places. They feel safe there. And it's just people aren't really that excited about giving up their personal spaces. So while we may see hybrid model, I think hoteling is going to be a much smaller percentage. And therefore, you don't pick up much by not hoteling because you've still got to have the same amount of space, just fewer people in the office. 
Do you believe that the challenges events over the past year and a half could possibly signify the end to any particular types of office space asset classes? And what would this mean for the overall market moving forward? So that's a really interesting question because you are seeing a push to the suburbs and the office space because a lot of people are like, look, we've been home for two years. Let's put the office close to home. So that is a move. But if you look at downtown Nashville, I would defy you to find a city in this country that has Amazon coming to town with 5,000 white collar jobs on one end of the downtown, Oracle coming with 8,500 white collar jobs. So you may be seeing in markets like New York where you've got, you know, 80 story skyscrapers yeah. that people, that density bothers them and the elevator ride. But here in Nashville, when you're talking about 20, 30 stories and just this monster of corporations that will be adding jobs in Nashville. I don't see one asset class with an office that's not going to be relevant. We're just going to have to take a couple of years to catch up to this sublease space that's on the market. How is property investment different in the post-pandemic environment with regards to investor appetite for risk and the use of leverage to achieve their goals considering the current and future impacts of the low interest rate? So I have always thought that the greatest thing to keep highly ambitious and optimistic real estate developers and investors from going off the deep end Mm. is a prudent lending uh, environment. And to me, that's what really saved us in every recession when you look at it. So the fact that the lenders are looking much more closely at their underwriting, they're asking a lot more questions. Pre-leasing is just, it's really important that you have significant pre-leasing with credit tenants. So to me, the lending environment, I view it as a good thing because nobody wants their market to be overbuilt with space. It's not good for the tenants. It's not for the good for the city. So I think that that's true. The other thing is, is that money's flooding into Nashville for, it's not a short-term thing, right? It's because the fundamentals of the market are so great. It's a college town, educated people working here, low operating costs. You can get here easily. So to me, we've been wrestling with this pandemic thing. Fundamentals haven't changed, but I think a prudent lending environment is a good bumper to keep us from getting overbuilt, which is something that's not good for anybody. And now that we find ourselves in this new landscape, this new economy, what's next for Collier's International Nashville and the commercial real estate sector in general? So the commercial real estate sector, it really tags on to my last answer, which is don't bet against this town. It is too diverse. It's too solid. And the word is out. Uh, I ran economic development for the city for 21 years, and it was tough selling Nashville 25 years ago. The word's out. So as long as we keep up with the tough issues, because the issues facing the city are different than they were 25 years ago, and they're tough. It's keeping infrastructure up with growth. It's education. It's crime. It's preserving the quality of life of this precious, special city. And to me, so long as we pay attention to those scenarios, then the sky's the limit. Colliers, we are all about being involved in Nashville. I mean, it's just how I've spent my life. So we feel like if we help take part in the solutioning and we take care of our clients, then hopefully our trajectory will follow that of Nashville and the sky will be the limit for Colliers as well. You've been listening to Invest Insights. Be sure to follow, rate, and review this podcast to hear more. I'm Abby Maloney. 
Thank you for tuning in.